Good morning. It's Monday, July 5th. Yesterday, July 4th, is a day set aside to celebrate the signing of the Declaration of Independence in Philadelphia on that date in 1776. Now, of course, the new nation was not yet free at that time. The coming together of the various states at the Continental Congress took time and diplomacy. The new nation had few financial resources, a ragtag army with no training and little experience. The new nation was occupied by one of the greatest armies in the world, that of the British. The freedom of the United States was not a foregone conclusion. At first, it looked like a pipe dream. There were divisions from the start. Smaller states expected fair representation in the new nation and larger states wanted their populations accounted for in the national leadership. So leadership of the Continental Army was contested. We immediately think of George Washington, his military and national leadership, but he was reluctant to serve, and in the beginning, his army was ill-equipped and far outgunned. Yes, literally outgunned. But today, we enjoy freedom. Now, the time in the wilderness for Israel was also one of difficulty. Our text today shows that from the beginning, there was a fight over power, over leadership, over family. This is Numbers chapter 12, verse 1 to 2. Miriam and Aaron spoke against Moses because of the Cushite woman whom he had married, for he had married a Cushite woman, and they said, Has the Lord indeed spoken only through Moses? Has he not spoken through us also? And the Lord heard it. Yes, in Moses' own family, a power play began to unfold. Moses himself is so busy that likely he knows nothing about it. But Moses' brother and sister, Aaron and Miriam, began talking it up. Really, should Moses be the one in charge? Now, in the beginning, Miriam misdirects the conversation by talking about Moses' wife. Why? Well, she's not from among the people. She's from Midian. She's called a Cushite. Cush is Egypt, and likely her skin, her skin color is darker. Her name is Zipporah, and she doesn't fit in. But Moses had made her family. Miriam is criticizing her sister-in-law. It sounds like envy has found an outlet, and racism has found a voice. Miriam makes Zipporah the issue, but the real issue is leadership. The Lord speaks to us too, she says. Why does Moses have the place of leadership? Why not me and Aaron as well? Now we might wonder, where is this coming from? First, Though Moses is Miriam's brother, Moses grew up in the household of Pharaoh. Though God called Moses to service, Moses is always the man by himself, the man without connection, without a real family. You see, the bond is not the same with the child that you grow up with. The connection between Aaron and Miriam is far stronger than that with Moses. And as Moses enters the story to be used by God to bring Israel out of Egypt. He's an outsider. He doesn't fit with Israel. 
and he also doesn't fit among his own people. And Miriam is older. She's the one that saved Moses when he was a baby. How can she not be in charge? So while Israel stands between freedom and slavery, the nation becomes embroiled in a family feud. We know that as soon as we hear this brewing, that the outcome will not be good. We're simply told the Lord heard it. Of course the Lord hears it. God hears everything. But this statement means more than that. Miriam and Aaron were not only criticizing Moses and seeking a greater place in leadership, they're criticizing the Lord. The Lord is the one that chose Moses. The Lord is the one working through Moses to accomplish his purposes. And add to this, Miriam and Aaron invoke the name of the Lord. We are close to the Lord too. The Lord speaks to us as well, not just through Moses. That was true. Miriam was the prophetess that celebrated the exodus with the congregation of Israel. She helped to lead the people in worship. But the Lord knows what this criticism is. It's not about gifts. Yes, Miriam and Aaron have gifts. It's about position and power. Moses didn't seek the position of power. The Lord gave it to him. He was a reluctant leader as well. When the Lord appeared to Moses in the burning bush, Moses declined to serve the Lord time after time. He said he didn't want to do it. He didn't have the gifts to do it. And that the people would not believe him if he chose to do it. Moses told the Lord, I am not your man. But the Lord chose him and worked through him anyway. Why is that? The text tells us in the next verse. Now the man Moses was very humble, more than all the people who were on the face of the earth. Numbers 12.3 Yes, it was humility. God resists the proud but gives grace to the humble. God had worked through Moses because Moses is a man that could be worked through. And that could not be said about Miriam and Aaron, as we can see in this scene. They believed they deserved the places of leadership. They felt put out that Moses had been chosen by God, the baby brother, the man that married outside their people, the one that would not share power. Now, as I read the description of Moses, that is where all of us, myself included, should want to be, to be the people that God can work through. You see, that's what set Jesus apart. He was gentle and humble in heart. There was no pride of position, though he was the Son of God. He didn't demand his rights, but gave up his life that we might live. He made it possible that we could truly be free. Let's pray together. Lord God, we want our hearts not to clamor for position, not to envy those you've placed over us, but to be moldable so that we can be shaped by you. Thank you for giving us Jesus, the one humble in heart, so that we might know that we're safe coming to you. And Jesus, you turn our world upside down. You show us the greatest is the one that serves. Thank you for sending Jesus, for we pray in his name. Amen.